Hey everybody, I want to take a second to tell you about Snagit 2022. I don't have time to go into all the details about Snagit 2022, but it has a variety of options for fast and easy to use video creation. It's got new ways to work across devices and platforms with the new cloud library. And your purchase or upgrade includes your first year of maintenance and the newly updated Snagit certification course. With 20 plus videos of Snagit how-tos, certification is a great way to help you speed up your workflows, unlock potential, and get your work done faster. So check out Snagit 2022 today at snagit.com. And now, back to the podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Matt Pierce. I'm the Learning and Video Ambassador for TechSmith Corporation. Glad to be here with you today. We're gonna to be talking about video production at a, a variety of different levels. My level being that I know a little bit, but I'm definitely not an expert video producer. And I've got two great people with me that are gonna also be sharing their perspectives. And we're gonna work through a variety of topics in these conversations today. We're gonna to really be talking about why we think you might want to have a video workflow and maybe why you don't need one. So again, Matt Pierce, uh, Justin Simon, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Justin Simon. I run our content team here at TechSmith for the marketing uh, side of the house. And I am the least experienced video producer here. Most of my videos that I make are for internal, although some of them go external as well here and there. So uh, I am definitely interested in learning more and how to get better at doing video. Andy Owen. And I'm Andy Owen. Yeah, the, I'm Andy Owen, video production team lead uh, at TechSmith. Uh, I'm in charge of the YouTube channel as far as uh, co the produced content we put out, uh, not a, not including Matt's lives, of course, uh, but we produce marketing materials and all sorts of other things uh, for video. I've been doing video for 20-ish years, I realized, just as I said it out loud. <laughs> and so I've, I've got a few years under my belt now. Oh, man, I'm, I'm going to become that old guy who like knows video and I has been doing video since VHS. That's right. Beta. Betamax. Gotta say Betamax. Well, I did have a Betamax player growing up and it was awesome. There you go. Well, so let's talk about workflows, guys. I mean, we we know that a lot of people are very confused about when how to get started making video. They're worried about the work that it's gonna take to video. But let's first thing I wanna do is let's talk about like when we say video workflow, like what is it that that means to people? Because I, I think it sounds really complicated, it sounds really complex, but I don't think it has to be. Well, I can tell you as somebody who doesn't make videos, when I hear video workflow, my first thing that I hear is work and more work <laughs> than I want to do. Like it's, 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 it's like planning any type of any, any type of project, right? Like that's what I think of as like a lot of the benefit is in the prep work, but I really don't want to do it. Yeah. It's awful, right? It, it's, it's, no one likes that part well or or you really like that part but then you don't ever get to the other the fun stuff the stuff that you're going to make the video what about no Andy, and i just want to do i just want to do the fun stuff i just want to edit i just want to <laughs> hop right in and, and and work but i think that's one oh, of the things sweet. that that's one of the things I that i want to figure out like, like how to actually get it to the point where i make it easier on myself and not more difficult and it's funny because I hear when you say I want to get to the fun stuff and the editing. And yes, I think the fun stuff is in the editing. But I feel like more beginners quit when they get into the editing because they didn't have a plan. And they were just like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea how hard editing actually was. Like, this is this is some nonsense. Um, and so I think the editing workflow for me has a lot more to do with 
starting with a plan. And I'll be honest, I, I mentioned to you guys before we started, planning was never my strong suit. That's something I've kind of developed and learned over you know the last few years even. Um, but uh, I used to work in weddings, for example, and a, a wedding has a lot of planning before you just go and take the vows, right? Especially a more elaborate wedding. Uh, and the same was true for me filming the weddings. Like I needed to know where the bride was going to be at what time is she getting her makeup on then? And then her hair done. Uh, where's the groom going to be? Cause he's probably not in the same room. So I'm going to need another person filming the groom. And, and that means two videographers. Okay. Now I've got them. Do we have the same amount of cameras? Are we using the right lenses? All of that is stuff that I don't want to figure out in the moment. <laughs> so I need to know in advance where everyone is, and uh, how I expect to shoot it. So yeah, less to do I, I, with well, scripting in those situations. I'm so. thinking about a sliding scale here, right? Like, because that wedding, those weddings are infinitely more complex than anything I ever do, especially Absolutely. working at home, right? It's literally one camera. I turn it on. Uh, I I talk. I have a topic. Uh, but I, I think the, the key there's I think there's key things that especially people that are making instructional videos or anything that's more involved than just turning on camera and talking should do. I feel like you're going to benefit from having an outline. You're going to benefit mm -hmm. from maybe having a script. Uh, I think people want to sh shy away from scripts because it is work to Justin, to your point, like it's work. It's hard to write a good script. that sounds good and sounds natural. Um, and I think just having thought through like, what am I going to show? Like what actually is going to be on camera? Is it really going to be me? Am I going to be showing screen? Am I going to be showing images or something? I, I, I think that the sliding scale is going to depend on the complexity and kind of the quality. I'll, I'll put that out there, guys. I think the quality is impacted by how much you plan. I get less quality uh, and maybe that's okay. I can, you know, like listen to me now. I'm not scripted. So I'm going to say stuff that doesn't sound as good as if, if I actually had wrote mm -hmm. those words. Right. Yeah. It's and, interesting and too, because I think, I think one of the things when you talk about scripts that I found most difficult especially when you're on screen, maybe less when you're doing maybe an audio first where you're you're narrating over it and, and doing some sort of voiceover. That's a little bit easier. Um, but when you're on screen, you have to look natural talking on screen. And that is intimidating too, because you, know, you see yourself, you hear yourself and you're like, I look bad, I sound bad. I'm not even gonna bother, I'm, I'll, just, I'll just go with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I've I've recently had to experience this as as you guys know I've now been on camera for our YouTube series and it's a totally different uh, uh, game when you're actually like you said trying to be natural on screen like we have a teleprompter and I'm reading the script off a teleprompter and so I don't want my eyes darting back and forth as I'm reading mm -hmm. this script I want to be looking and engaging with the audience um, and it's hard too because I also want to make those words my own so um, part of Part of, I think, that scripting and that planning is what kind of tone do I want to set? Is this is this a more formal training video where the tone is really more dictated by the content? Or is this a uh, kind of like this? Is this a casual conversation where we're just chatting about a topic? Um, and I think there's a balance to be had in between there. Um, but I, I think it can be difficult reading a script and coming across naturally. So I like the outline format. I just haven't had success doing it for these videos, right? Like, I I, I need the script um, because I'm just not like like Matt can Matt can have a conversation very naturally, whereas I can have this conversation as it's guided. But if I'm by myself in a studio trying to read a, a, an outline, I don't know. I, 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 think, I, the, I think there's a difference here, though, Andy. I think the difference is is that when it's a live conversation like this, it's that's the way it's meant to be. But with those videos, and I, I think it comes down to control. 
And yeah. if you are new to video creation, the last thing you want is things going off the rails because it's, because like you said, people get stuck in editing and it's hard to control, you know, like in fixing, you can't fix a mistake as easily unless you've taken that uh, shot maybe a couple of times. And I, cause you know, I've, I've done series where it's scripted and you can, I can make mistakes and we can go back and re-record it and fix it. And like, we have pieces to choose from, but live, you know, if I'm not editing it, that's it, fine. It's this works, right? Like I can, I can do a funny eyebrow and no one, I, you know, it doesn't matter. But like, so I think it really comes to how much control do you want over your end product? Uh, but it is hard. I think it's, but you might, some people are probably watching this or listening to this and saying, but it's hard to be on camera and just talk naturally. It's hard to read from a script naturally. So I guess I just don't do it. Yeah. So we should stop making videos, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's, we that's one of the big, it's one of the biggest barriers. As like, it's funny. I literally just last week was was playing around um, with some stuff uh, in Camtasia for making a video, and it was the thing that Andy talked about. Most, I'm down in my basement by myself trying to shoot this video. The 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 energy is static, right? Like it's just me. I've got to try to make something. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that is some of the apprehension where I, I, you know, you shoot the first bit of it, you watch it and you're just like, Oh man, like how, how do I make this better? What do I need to do? Some of that just naturally probably comes from doing more of it, to be honest, um, is what I'm thinking, but it, it is sort of like, how, how do we get, um, how do we get to a point where we feel more comfortable doing it and, and working through it. Andy, do you, do you re rehearse your scripting at all? Do you like practice it to get it in your brain? So, you know, beforehand, or how, how do you, how do you sort of Good prep question. for that? I, I wouldn't say like, I rehearse it. I read it out loud a few times though. So like, because for me, the reading it out loud, isn't really so much rehearsing it as making sure the script works. Cause if I, if I stumble just reading it, then this isn't how I would naturally say it. So I need to fix it. Um, and I think that, that's helped. Even even before I was the one on camera doing it, we had a, a bunch of videos that our coworker Aaron did for for Snagit on YouTube, and and we would do the scripting. But right before we'd film it, we'd bring Aaron in to read through it, and every time there was something that she'd be like, uh, "I don't know if I'd say it like that," and so we'd fix it to how she would actually say it because she has to be able to convince us that this is her speaking to the camera, um, not someone speaking through her. Uh, so yeah, I, I read it in that regard. Um, to your point earlier, though, I would also say, like, yes, exactly. Doing it a whole bunch of times is the only way to get good at it. Um, I hope my videos have gotten better as I've done them because the first few were fine. But, like, now I'm getting more comfortable and I'm aware of how the edit's going to turn out. So I know kind of how to inflect. Um, but I, for those who haven't heard it or, or seen it, Ira Glass has this piece on creativity that if you haven't listened to, go Google it. Uh, Ira Glass on creativity where he talks about we all have this taste and uh, we know what good content is and we know we're not making it yet. Like it, this isn't what I would be listening to quite yet. But the only way to get through that, as he says, is just to keep making more. The only people who break through that barrier are the ones who keep doing it and keep doing it. And at a certain point, you don't even realize you've become more natural uh, just because you're more comfortable. To that point, Andy, we, we've talked to, and we can you, people can find this content in the TechSmith Academy, but we've talked to creators of videos who are very successful on YouTube, and, and they'll tell you the same thing. It wasn't an overnight 
like, oh, overnight, now I'm a, a successful on YouTube, right? Like it's taking them 10 years and that's not to discourage anybody, but it's just to say, you've got to put in the reps. It's like building muscle, doing anything. You got to, Justin, you know, if you're into the basement and it's quiet and it's hard, you're not finding that. You've got to find all the things that are going to allow you to, to keep going so that you can have that energy, so you can be excited. And I, I think there's things to think about here. Um, uh, and then I've got another point about scripts, but like, you know, maybe you need to bring somebody in to your basement. Now, COVID and all sorts of restrictions, you can't have someone standing behind the camera, but can you have I'll a bring picture? My kid. Who, who's your audience, right? Talk to them or, or can you do things mm -hmm. like, yeah, um, yeah. that are going to allow you to be focused on what's really important when you're delivering that message. And that's something I found is, as I've given scripted delivery is like really trying to think about who am I talking to and, and why am I talking to them and why am I saying it this way versus maybe the way I normally speak. And the, the other thing I'll say is that you can go through as you're reading your script, you can mark up your script. Like if you need a reminder that like it's going to be end on an up note or whatever, you can mm -hmm. underline it or do something that signals to you like, hey, this is what we're doing with this word um, and practice. You got to practice those things so they make sense. But I know our instructional design team has done that and to much success, right? Like, so then as you're doing a read through, you know how it should sound and you're, you're not having to recreate that on the fly because if you got a two or three minute script or five minute script, you're not going to remember like, oh, was I supposed to say that with a, a down inflection or with an up inflection right. or whatever? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting too. Cause I'm, I'm thinking through this and I'm thinking through some of the adv other advice that, um, that, uh, Cooge, our, our, who works with us, gave, um, which is to start with something fun for a video. Like, so I'm thinking through that, right? Like, I, I should probably start with a fun video rather and, and try to plan it out and see, you know, what, what would I create and then try to make that um, with something I'm knowledgeable, knowledgeable about or interested in versus like, you know, I think this would be a good video to shoot. I'm going to just try to figure out how to make it. And I don't I have no interest in it. I don't, you know, I think that's some of the hang up too for me is like, um, you know, get, get that one under my belt that I've probably from start to finish soup to nuts, like planned out and what that might look like. Um, one thing that stuck to my head that you said, Matt, which is also interesting is, and we do this a little bit in, in terms of other content that I can speak to is, um, talking about like knowing who your audience is, having that, I'm putting that at the top of the script even would be beneficial or the top of the outline, like understanding um, who am I talking to? Why am, why are they interested in this? And just having that top of mind um, when I head in there, so. And I think if you know those things, like you can, like, I know a lot of people who are very capable speakers who I think could literally turn, hit the button to record and be fine because they, but they put in the time, they know those things, they know who their audience is. Um, but that's, it's, it's not an excuse. I, I don't want to excuse anybody from saying, do, have a workflow, have a plan, because if you haven't thought about it, you're going to find yourself. And I'm, I'm sure Andy has done dealt with me on this is that you're going to get to a point. You're going to be like, this doesn't make sense. I don't know how to put this together because you didn't think about the transition and the flow from this mm -hmm. thing to this thing. And it's, it's, it's really tough to recover from. And, and that's what I think makes video editing challenging and sometimes painful is we haven't spent the time to do the, the, the front loaded work and, and we think, Oh, it should be easy. It's, mm -hmm. it's not. And uh, you know, everything, I think a lot of things that we see in here on 
social media, make it sound like it should be like just no, no brainer. It's going to be quick. It's going to be no, painless. And it, I don't think it has to be right. hard. I just think it's going to take time and you have to put in the, the early steps or else you're just going to, it's not going to work like you thought. And once in a while we get lucky. Once in a while I get lucky, but most time it's like, nope, I, I'm in, I'll be mid recording something I'm like this is not working. I'll have to stop and go back and be like, okay, write out what am I doing? Cause I just, mm-hmm. I didn't nail it. Well, it's interesting. It makes me think of my wife's a photographer and when she was just getting started, she would overshoot, right? Like you're just taking picture after picture after picture because you think, you know, I've got to capture every moment. Well, what that means is at the back end, when you're done, you have to cull through a thousand pictures versus a hundred. Um, yep. And so <laughs> having, having Andy, you know, right? Like for that, that <laughs> stuff, right? So it's try in my mind, it's like, okay, I could go in with a bunch of footage that I've recorded of me rambling that then I have to go watch and cut and edit and maneuver and all of that versus like if I just spent a half hour to an hour, planned out each section, figured it out, it would save me a lot of grief. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I can't tell you the amount of times I've come back, uh, weddings especially, where I've come back, you know, it's a nine hour day and I have two cameras that I've come back with nine hours of footage between the two cameras. And it's it's too much. I have to edit that now. Um, But the other thing you were talking about, too, is when when writing a script, um, I thought, you know, one of the things I think it was Justin, actually, who told me a while ago, um, add at the very beginning of every script. Hey, mom. And it gives you this this tone that we were looking for, at least in our videos, where are we explaining things too technically? Because if we're saying something like the effective synergistic results you'll receive. For, OK, no one wants to listen to this. So right. if I say, hey, mom, the effective synergistic results, that's probably not a conversation I'd have with mom. Um, so so it, that was I don't a know. helpful My mom's pretty technical, Andy. Well, sure. <laughs> I guess I wouldn't have it off work hours with mom. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, no, absolutely. I, it's it's a fantastic point that it's it's uh, shaping everything you're doing in your planning so that's actually going to be effective and uh, targeted to your audience, right? Like if you're talking for that friendly, like that, hey, mom works. If you if you're talking to your CEO and that you know they want it to be a little, you need it to be a little bit formal adjust the language and and that takes practice and time i mean that's not something you know like how long have we been writing scripts at techsmith and that's not like it's advice that's been around since the dawn of time right yeah the the um okay oh i was i was gonna go to on on a completely different side note so go ahead andy yeah, but I forgot my thoughts, so I don't know what to do now. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll, this is where I'll, you stare at the camera. Yeah. So I'll, I think, think the, the one the one thing that, you know, I sort of have a, have a question about is, is it best practice? Because I know from like writing blogs, like that's my that's my experience. Like I, I we don't write a single blog here at TechSmith without at least an outline or maybe some people would even call it like a brief where we know we're trying to go after this particular audience on this particular topic for this particular reason. Like, is that something you guys would suggest doing on videos as well as like creating just like a little brief or a little, um, even before I start thinking about scripting, I don't know if you guys have experience doing that at all on the video side. Yeah. I mean, in, in the script process, I think if you don't know who your target audience is, then you're not really writing uh, an effective script, right? You're just writing on a topic and you think it's good for anyone and broad enough for anyone, but the problem then becomes it's helpful for no one. 
Uh, so I think it, I don't know that I necessarily have created, you know, briefs before I was here, because uh, we, we do that a little bit here. Um, but I always tried to keep in mind who my audience was. For weddings, it's easy, obviously. You're, you're looking at the couple, you're looking at their family. But I mean, I had people responding to my videos. I disagree. You're talking to the bride. You're not talking to anybody <laughs> else. You're talking to <laughs> no, the bride. That's, and see, that's, that's what kills me too, is like, like how many times I would post a video and strangers of the couple would be like, oh, that one made me cry. Good job. And it's like, that's the point. Like I was aiming at the family and the bride and groom, but that hopefully made it such an emotional experience for them that it was able to translate and speak to other people. But my target was them. Uh, and, and that way I had a goal in mind. It wasn't just like, well, everyone who came to this wedding should mm -hmm. be a feature of this video from uncle Tommy to friend Susie. Like, no, no. Like, <laughs> and, and that well, would happen we, sometimes we, afterwards. I'd be like, I didn't see so-and-so in the video. And it's like, yeah, they weren't, they weren't the point of the video, but I can add them back in later. <laughs> We've talked about that in two in a little bit. And if, if we get more specific into like software, if you're creating software demos or trying to show people how to use it, understanding where those people are at with the software is extremely yeah. important, right? Like, do they know the product or do they know they just want to do something that the product does? Because that's going to change how you talk about the process. Um, you know, if somebody knows how to, uh, wants to know how to zoom in on, on the screen, but doesn't know how to do it in a particular pro product, you're going to frame that differently than if it's like, I am a Camtasia user and I want to learn how to zoom in Camtasia. Those are two right. completely different scripts or videos, even though they're on the exact same topic. And you wouldn't probably know that unless you're starting at the front end. Well, I want to yeah. I want to put this in the framing of the the question about your your writing a brief. I, I I think there's 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 never going to be harm in laying out some of the things that you want to say beforehand, whether it's a script or an outline. If you need a brief because you don't know your audience or you need that reminder, you need to kind of process it. And and, and same with the screen recording stuff, right? Like you're going to benefit by putting more information up front because the more you know, the more you can target. Because I think one of the kind of the deadly sins of video, especially not being prepared and going in and having a, a, a defined thing to talk about is, you know, we always get asked the question, how long should your video be? The reality is it can be any length that makes sense for the topic, but far too often when I don't have a script, I don't have an outline, I haven't done that prep work, what's gonna happen is, is I'm gonna talk way more than I need about that particular topic and I'm gonna include things that aren't relevant. Um, they, might be, they might be valuable like nuggets of truth, but at that point in time, if they need to know how to zoom in in, in Camtasia, and I haven't focused on that thing, they don't care. There's like, well, this is stupid. I'm going to move on. They're going to either drop out of the video. They're going to skip ahead and miss stuff. So you got to, I think from a value perspective, that stuff is going to allow you to say, this is what I need to focus on. This is how I'm going to get there. Oh, by the way, there might be nuggets that I want, but is that really, really what my audience needs? And if you can do that, then you're going to make more concise videos, which I think will play better um, because, you know, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos to try to get help. My, my recent thing has been how to sharpen using a whetstone. And I, some of it's just like, I don't care. I don't even know what you're doing. Why am I like, skip, move on to the next guy to show me how do I know what 20 degree angle looks like, you know, like, or whatever it is right. that I need to know. Well, and you talk about, you know, the, the value of zooming in versus zooming in in Camtasia. And, you know, if we make, we can make either video um, and there can be nuggets in both. Like, I think um, 
just just being obviously uh, forthright, Justin told me one time, I think one of the first videos I was making, um, and, and for those who don't know, Justin and I work together very closely, uh, and one of the things you help me with a lot, Justin, is remembering the audience, because if I made videos for people like me who were video producers, we could get very in the weeds with Zooming, um, and, and too much so, and so remembering to pull back and talk to you to make them for people like me <laughs> exactly and and the thing is if i make them for people like you hopefully people like me can still get nuggets from the video right because just just because i'm dropping knowledge about you know beginner or intermediate steps on how to zoom in on a timeline well maybe you know someone like myself who's been doing video for 20 years has never used Camtasia. And so zooming in on the timeline acts a little bit differently, actually. Uh, it's not the same in Premiere and Final Cut as it is in Camtasia. Uh, and, and so there's there's always nuggets of information that people can pull. So yes, you need to guide towards an audience that you've specifically narrowed to, but don't think that that's going to neglect everyone else in the meantime. Uh, there, there's still information for them. And so I think the, the other sin you can have is... Uh, trying to narrow your focus too much. And I keep I keep falling into this and, and having to pull back and saying like, this is a beginner's tip. Nope, this is just a tip. This is how to how to do the thing. Um, if I label it beginners, then someone like myself is gonna skip it and possibly miss out on good information. Yeah, I, I do think there's another uh, conversation around software in particular, if, since we're talking about making software tutorials. Um, the beauty of software tutorials, for especially for people who are you know, not experienced or not wanting to be on camera is you don't have to be on camera. And if you do that, go that route where you're not going to show your face, which is perfectly acceptable, your workflow that we've been talking about can change. You can all of a sudden write a script. And I would recommend with software tutorial, write a script, record that audio, and then build your video to it because it's going to go, I think a much, a much smoother process. In that case, mm -hmm. You know, like we talked earlier on about like, oh, being on camera, reading is hard. Well, in this case, you just have to read. You don't have to worry about what you look like. You just have to make, right. you know, read it in a way that doesn't feel too stodgy or too forced. But like, I think it changes the dynamics if we're talking about software in the sense that we can cut out a lot of work. We don't we don't yeah. need this. Uh, you just need your voice and you need what's going on screen. I know some people will take issue and say like, well, I want to do it all at once. Fine. Or they want to do the, the video and then record the audio. Fine. I, I really yep. don't care how you do it. But one of those processes is going to work better. For me, I like scripting and audio first and then building because, frankly, it just gives me the most control over the process. Right. And, you know, when we're doing screen recording videos, um, I was going to talk a little bit about storyboarding. But I think one of the things people freak out about storyboarding is like, well, this isn't a Hollywood production. It doesn't need to be. A Hollywood production storyboard either. So for us, we've customized our storyboards into part of the scripting process, which is when I'm writing the script, I have two columns and in the left-hand column, and you can make it the left, the right, whatever, uh, I make it little notes about what I expect to see on screen here at this point, um, because that kind of helps me visualize, like if I'm talking about A, B, and C, I can't skip to E and F without hitting D, you know? And so, so I've I've written down the process. I'm going to hit record. I'm going to go to file. I'm going to go to menu, whatever the process is. Um, but as I write down the visuals, it may remind me, oh, you know what? Actually, at this point, I need to go back and hit this first or talk about this. Um, so so I'll write down what I expect to see on screen. Sometimes even, you know, we'll, we'll use screenshots uh, in there as little like storyboards, but but nothing elaborate. Just click, grab a section of the screen that I expect to show. Um, and, and that's helpful, too. So. 
I like the screenshots. I use Snagit and then I'll grab from the video and Snagit actually just screenshots along the way. So I know I've captured yeah. every step. So I haven't missed something because something always pops up and you're like, whoa, I didn't realize that was there. Yep. Well, gentlemen, I can tell you the amount of videos. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say the amount of videos I've done where I go through and afterwards hear myself say like new window. And it actually says like window. And I'm like, great. I read the thing wrong. But if I <laughs> recorded the process in advance, I would have seen like, oh, that's not what it says. Well, we are just about out of time here. So what I want to do is I want to do a kind of quick roundup at the end here. I want to give you uh, 30 seconds to no more than one minute. Uh, you don't have to take that long time, but tell me, uh, we're talking about what, you know, why do you need a workflow or do you need a workflow? And I'll, we'll each give share our perspective. We'll start with you, Andy, as the, the seasoned pro of video editing. What's your final take? Yeah, I think you need to have a workflow. You at least need to know what your plan is to say, I hope to teach this type of person how to do this. Uh, are you going to go in depth in the software or are you talking about higher level principles? Um, I think it's important to know your audience and it's important to know what you want to talk about and show on screen. Uh, otherwise, it's real easy to click record and just get lost and find yourself floundering. I've done it. I, I imagine both of you have done it where you kind of hit record and we're like, I didn't think this through. <laughs> so, so yes, come up with a plan, know where you want to start, know where you want to end. Even if it's just an outline, that's great. Uh, full script, even better. Perfect. Justin, final take. Yeah, same. I think um, starting with a plan, it feels like more work, but it's necessary. It's like painting painting a wall. You should probably sand it, prep it, clean it, make sure it's going <laughs> to be all good before you just throw paint to the wall. So I think to me, it's um, it's it's probably starting small as somebody who's, who's a new video creator as in terms of the video itself. So start easy, start with a basic topic, um, create a little brief, a little script, uh, talk through it and then, and then just practice from there and then feel confident that you can get it done. Cause I think it's part of it is when you never finish something, you never feel like you're getting better. So I think start small and then, and then get better from there. I, well, I would just echo that that last advice. Practice and uh, working on it, getting better is the key here. But I, I agree with both of you. You need a workflow. It doesn't matter what that workflow looks like. It doesn't have to be what we told you. Find something that's going to work for you, build on that and make it so that you can make the video that's going to save you. It's going to save you time. So do those steps that save you time and allow you to make the best content possible. Well, that's all the time we have for today's episode. We want to thank everybody for listening in. We want to thank Andy and Justin for sharing their perspectives and ideas. And everyone, we hope that you keep working on leveling up your skills wherever you're at in that process. Keep growing and developing those skills and making better videos every single day. Thanks, everybody.